This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my riches gain, I count but lost and poor contempt on Jesus welcomes us into this holy place. Like little children, we come before him. Jesus charges us to welcome others as we have been welcomed. We joyfully welcome every child of God as our sibling in Christ. Welcome to worship this evening on Ash Wednesday. We will have Lenten services at six o'clock on WPCA radio all through Lent. And then we will be having our services uh, at 6.15 for those who can attend. And we will be at Deronda next week. And we will be at Trinity at 9.30 next Sunday. You are all welcome to join us. On our services, this is going to be Journey of the Cross. We're going to be taking individuals. This week it will be Judas. Next week will be Mary, the mother of uh, Jesus. Then the woman who had the expensive perfume who wiped Jesus' feet with her tears. Then the blind man from John and how he would possibly respond. And then on the 13th will be uh, Nicodemus. The 20th will be Peter. And on the 28th, we will be dealing with Pontius Pilate, and that'll be Monday, Thursday. 
Let us confess our sins. Before God and one another, God of love, when we look inward and are honest with ourselves, we see where we have lived as though you are not our God. We have sought after our own gain rather than the good of all. We have not loved you or our neighbors as ourselves. We have betrayed and denied you and what we have done and not done. Create on us clean hearts, O God, that we might become what you have called us to be. God, whose unfathomable love went to the cross for our sake, now forgives us all our sins and welcomes us all over again into the promise of eternal life. In Christ's name, amen. We'll continue with the prayer of the day. Holy God, we gather on this Ash Wednesday to remember that we are recreated out of the dust of the earth and that we will one day return to dust. Help us to see this is not as a morbid reflection of death, but as a call to humbly turn over to you ourselves and all the world, knowing that you alone have the power to transform life and destroy death. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The reading for this evening is Mark 9, verses 30 through 37. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another, Who was the greatest? He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Who will Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. Here ends the gospel reading. And now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I picked Judas for the first one to study because so much is said about Judas. And even... I've been reading different places where they talk about Judas being kind of the hero of the story, where he is the one who understood uh, what Jesus' mission was and that he actually was working with Jesus on this whole process. I find that kind of hard to believe when I read the scriptures because we see Judas having trouble along the way. He had made some of the same promises the other that he would follow Jesus all the way through but there were some difficult things for him that he had to deal with. And we can only speculate as to why he was going to betray Jesus at a later time. But the biblical account does give us some things that we can kind of put some thoughts around. He was the treasurer, evidently, of the, of the disciples. And so the women who came with this costly ointment and anointed Jesus a week before he was to be crucified, he became indignant thinking, 
this money could have been used to feed the poor or could have enhanced the treasure. It's hard to say why he was so offended by this, but he was. So there was something eating at Judas through this time. I think maybe Jesus, Judas also struggled with who Jesus, or what he wanted Jesus to be. To be more than one who would talk about servanthood. He wanted a king. He wanted the Messiah. I think he was disillusioned. And in being disillusioned, he took some things in hand that he probably hadn't thought through real well. And even as Jesus offered him bread and wine at the Last Supper, he evidently took it, but then he left to do his betrayal. I think Judas probably had some strong ideas about who and what Israel should be and what this Messiah should be. You could say he wanted Israel to be first, to be the mighty kingdom that would throw off Roman rule and maybe even become a power in that day. But for sure, Israel was to be completely free of any foreign domination. And this Messiah, this Jesus that he was following was to be the one that was going to lead them. And he might have felt a little bit of pride when they saw Jesus riding on the donkey on Palm Sunday thinking that's the way David came in and that's the way every king is to come in, is on a donkey. Now we're going to see it and then all of a sudden that all turns for him again. Jesus keeps talking about dying on a cross, being a servant to all. That's not what his idea was. After all, power comes, and when power comes through military and might, then we're going to see some exciting things happen for Israel. This Jesus doesn't seem to understand that. And for sure, Judas was feeling that Jesus was missing the point of what it meant to be the Messiah of Israel. And there's nothing worse than having your hopes dashed of what you thought was supposed to be. Because that's when we see despair, hopelessness. And that's what happened with Jesus, Judas. Because without Jesus, that's where it ends up. No hope. And we see the awful ending for Judas. And after he has done his betrayal, you could say the despair became even more powerful in his life. The hopelessness, the darkness. In Acts, it talks about him trying to give the money back and falling and dying. That's a hard story when you see this. But how do we learn from this? What do we see? Maybe it's one of the things that we need to look at in our own lives and in our own country and how we view the world and how we view Jesus. Some would want Jesus to be the one who would come and save America, would save the Western world, would save that which is important to us. Instead of being a servant to all, 
And then Jesus, in fact, says, he who would be first must become last. How does that sound in our political world today? Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, I don't care. When we get into that position where we think that the only country that matters in the world is America, maybe we're starting to think a little bit too much like Judas. Maybe we're missing the point of who this Jesus is and what Jesus wants to happen in our world and happen in our lives. How we care for those who are disenfranchised. How we look to heal those who are helpless and hurting and struggling. Being a super patriot doesn't make us a follower of Jesus. Being a disciple of Jesus and being a servant is where we learn what Jesus' mission and purpose was and is. And it is in that situation that we see God. And we get to know him as we see Jesus in the eyes and in the people that we meet. And as we love them, we learn from them, and we offer them what only Jesus can give. Hope, love, compassion, forgiveness, peace. So as we go into this Lenten time, May we not just think of what we're giving up, but think of what we are gaining by looking at Jesus as the savior of the world, not necessarily the ruler in the present tense, but a servant who moves in the church and in us to make a difference, to change the world where all people are valued all people are cared about. All people are welcome. Because Jesus died for the whole world. And that's the Jesus we follow. Amen.
Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. On Ash Wednesday, we usually have the disposition of ashes. And again, I would like you to um, not necessarily have the ashes with you, although if you did, that'd be great. But it's where we mark the forehead with the dust and say these words. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Lord Jesus, I long to be perfectly whole. I want thee forever to live in my soul. Break down every idol, cast out every foe. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Whiter than snow. Yes, whiter than snow. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Lord Jesus, look down from thy throne in the skies and help me to make a complete sacrifice. I give up myself and whatever I know. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow Whiter than snow, yes, whiter than snow Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow Lord Jesus, for this I most humbly entreat I wait, blessed Lord, at thy crucified feet. By faith for my cleansing, I see thy blood flow. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Whiter than snow, yes, whiter than snow. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Lord Jesus, thou seest, I patiently wait. Come now and within me a new heart create. To those who have sought thee, thou never said no. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Whiter than snow, yes, whiter than snow. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. 
And accomplish in us, O God, the work of your salvation, that we may show forth your glory in the world by the cross and passion of your Son, our Savior. Bring us with all your saints to the joy of his resurrection. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. So it's a reminder of who we are and the relationship that we need to have with God. It is not a bad thing to know that our days are numbered, that we will all die, but what a joy to have hope in the midst of this time as we remember again who we are and whose we are, and that even though we will return to the dust, we have hope in Jesus. So this Ash Wednesday, as you meet people on the street in the next couple days or at work or at home, kind of remember the importance of who Jesus is in our lives. So now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, so that people in meeting you will meet Jesus through your acts of love and kindness and mercy and acceptance. You are loved. Love in return. Amen. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain. Free to all a healing stream flows from Calvary's mountain. In the
Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small-town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.